That story of Elijah is one of my favorite stories in the Bible. But one of the coolest things is what happens next. You see the God that showed up on the scene and did that great and amazing thing in Elijah's life, in the life of the people of Israel, even in the life of King Ahab. That same God that showed up in that great and huge way is the same God that shows up in the next chapter, chapter 19. Let's read and see what happens. When Ahab got home, he told Jezebel everything Elijah had done, including the way he had killed all the prophets of Baal. So Jezebel sent this message to Elijah, may the gods strike me and even kill me if by this time tomorrow I have not killed you just as you killed them. Elijah was afraid and fled for his life. He went to Beersheba, a town of Judah, and he left his servant there. Then he went on alone into the wilderness, traveling all day. He sat down under a solitary broom tree and prayed that he might die. I have, I've had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life, for I am no better than my ancestors who have already died. Then he lay down and slept under the broom tree. But as he was sleeping, an angel touched him and told him, get up and eat. He looked around and there beside his head was some bread baked on hot stones in a jar of water. So he ate and drank and lay down again. Then the angel of the Lord came again and touched him and said, get up and eat some more or the journey ahead of you will be too much for you. So he got up and ate and drank and the food gave, and the food gave him enough strength to travel 40 days and 40 nights to Mount Sinai, the mountain of the Lord. And there he came to a cave where he spent the night. And just a little bit more in the story, it, showed, it says that God showed up on the scene there. He's, God said, I'm going to meet you here. And God came through a mighty wind. He came through um, some fire and an earthquake and all these different things. And it said those, you know, but it says God was not actually in those things. But in a small voice, in a whisper is where God showed up. So you had these great and powerful things that showed up there. But it says God was not in those things, but in a small whisper, he spoke to Elijah's heart. He just says, not only am I this great and powerful God in this strong and amazing way, but I'm also one who is sweet. I'm also one that can be there to calm your heart. I'm also one that can show up in the way that you need. And so in the story, we see that Elijah ran away. He was depressed. We see that there was anxiety. There was fear. He feared for his life. And so he ran away uh, from Jezebel. He ran for his life. And he even prayed that he would die. But God met Elijah in that time. If you go back a little bit before the, the mountaintop experience with the fire and the earthquake and the wind, it says that God allowed him to rest under a broom tree. It said that God provided food and drink for him. God provided a calm and a stillness for him to be able to stop and to get rest. God provided his presence for him. It was so cool that God would do such a thing for this man who was on this great mountaintop experience. And then in the next, the, in moments later, it feels like um, he's gone from here to way down here, just in a moment's time. And sometimes we may feel that way. We might have this mountaintop experience and then all of a sudden we feel like we're suffering. We feel like something's not right. Like that happened to me when I was in college. Like things were going just fine. I was, it was my second year at, the, at, a, at a Bible college and everything. And it was just great. 
But then, so I don't know what happened, but I just felt, I began to feel alone. I began to feel, I was, I guess I was depressed. I don't know, but I just began to feel alone and all of these different things. And I was like, God, what is going on? And God pulled me out of that. He reminded me of who he was and he reminded me that I was not alone. And we see the same thing with Elijah. Um, so Elijah was, he was upset. He was, uh, he was fearing for his life, but God provided food for him. He provided shelter for him, but he also reminded him that he was not alone. He reminded him, hey, I have 7,000 people that will not bow the knee. That are, I've reserved that many people to follow me. So Elijah, you're not by yourself. Um, just briefly, uh, we look at this. We see that God provided him all that he needs. And so what does that mean for us? He will provide all that we need as well. He'll provide his presence. He'll provide, he'll, he'll give us provision and he'll give us his people. He has given us his presence. He has given us provision and he has given us his people. I think of Psalm 34 verses 7 and 14 when it talks about God's presence. I think of John 14, 16 uh, when it says, I will give you my Holy Spirit who will never leave you. The presence of God is living inside of you. And if you don't know him, the presence of God can live inside of you. You will never, ever be alone. We also have Romans three, um, not three, Romans five, three through five, and it talks about how um, suffering that we have it, it bring it develops endurance and character and hope. And again, it talks about the Holy Spirit. It says the Holy Spirit will give you the love of God. It will fill you with the love of God. And then lastly, His people, just like Elijah said, He said, "I have seven thousand people I've reserved, I've set aside." God has given us his people. Um, I love how Chase um, spoke to Watershed last week and talked about how in Galatians 6, 2 says we are to carry each other's burdens. We're to, in, in, in some verses it says we're to share each other's burdens. And so just like if when I'm struggling, I can let you guys know. I can let my friends know. I can say, hey, listen, this is what I'm struggling with. Will you pray for me? You can, I'm more than willing to do the same for you. If you're going through something, I'm willing to pray for you and sit with you and talk with you and all those things. And that's what we're, I'm, God is imploring you to do as well within your discipleship groups and within your friends that hold you accountable and that help you. You're never, ever alone. You got to have God's presence, his Holy Spirit in you. He provides that for you. You have his provision that he'll give you all that you need. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who's called us by his own glory and goodness. First, not first Peter, second Peter 1, 3. And of course, again, his people. His people. In Galatians 6, 2, it says, carry each other's burdens, share each other's burdens. It's a give and it's a take. So how do we wrap all this up? I'll say like this. This is the one thing I, I wrote down um, for to make sure you guys know and hear um, after walking through the message uh, on my own. It was like, now go into all the world in which God has called you to labor. And so one thing that God did with Elijah is after he fed him, after he showed up and did all those things, he said, all right, now get up and let's go. He said, go anoint two kings, the king of Aram, go anoint a new king of Israel. He also said, go anoint your successor, Elisha. And so God didn't just let him sit there. He didn't just provide what he needed and let him sit there. He said, okay, 
Now let's go. And so that's what I want to encourage you guys to do. If you're struggling in all those things, I want to call that out for you. Let's go. You're not alone. You're not suffering alone. God is here. He's giving you everything that you need. So let's get up. Let's wash our face and let's go. Go into the world that God has called you to, called you to labor in, but with confidence. Do it with confidence in a God who will provide all that you need and a God who has already provided all that you need. Jay, I love you guys. This is our last and final message of the year. And um, I'm constantly praying for you all. Our staff is constantly praying for you all. And just, again, as a reminder that you are not alone. Let's pray. Lord God, I thank you for all that you do for us. I thank you for the promises that you've given us, that your promises are yes and amen. And Lord, may your people, may your kids, your children, may us as a, as a student ministry, Lord God, may we remember that you are true, that you are good, that good is your part of your character, it's part of who you are. And so because of that, your creation gets to experience your goodness. And Lord, you desire to do us good. And so Lord, I thank you that we don't ever have to suffer alone, no matter how we may feel in the moment. Lord, remind us through your spirit that is within us, that we are never alone. Remind us through your people that we are never alone. Remind us through your word and through the time we take to pray and present our requests to you and to adore you and to ask you for, uh, for all that we need and to thank you and to confess our sin before you. May in those moments, you remind us that we are never, ever alone. Lord, Thank you so much for this year, for an incredible year. Even with all the changes, Lord, you are so faithful and you're so good. And uh, God, I pray as we go into the summer that you will remind us on a daily basis of how great you are and how we have an incredible opportunity to serve you and to love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, Jehai. You guys have an incredible summer and hopefully we'll see you sooner than later. Again, um, be ready for Rush if you've already signed up. If not, sign up anyway and get on the waiting list because we would love to see you all there. Be good.